Ladies and gentlemen. That's... You just got Rickrolled. You just got Rickrolled for the first. First and only so far Rickroll on the podcast, the low budgets. I think we've got a podcast, the first and only podcast ever to exist, actually. Indeed, if we've said it once, we've said it a million times. This episode is the 23rd, 2-3, uh, everyone's favourite number. Uh, does the date, does the number 2-3 have any significance to you, the 23rd episode? Um, not really. Um, the 24th would, but uh, no, 20, yeah. 23rd's got none whatsoever. It's- we should we should have recorded this episode tomorrow because we'd be we we'd be recording the twenty third episode on the twenty third date of the because tomorrow's the twenty third of June. Did I miss the solstice? Ah, crud! I did as well. That's the was the solstice thing that's ever been said on the podcast. <laughs> did I miss the solstice? <laughs> Indeed, no I one. did. What? Uh, for our listeners who don't understand the importance. Of the solstice in culture and society, in the telling of the seasons and the months and the days and the weeks, can you explain, pray tell, what be the solstice? What the, sol- the solstice is the longest. Um, well, the summer solstice, which was yesterday and Father's Day, is the uh, the, the longest day of the year. So, not as in like it's twenty five hours instead of the usual twenty fourth, but the uh, sun is up for the longest amount of time. Um, usually the solstice always falls on the 21st. Sometimes it can fall on the 22nd because the Earth's orbit is not exactly 365 days, which was the case with the winter solstice last year. Instead of falling on the 21st of December, it actually fell on the 22nd. So um, I'm looking up now, just wondering if I did miss the solstice. But if I did, that means that night should be drawing in at like, like 1 minute 30 per day. So everyone who just had to listen to that uh, dreary, depressing, uh, vapid uh, (laughs) solstice, I'm sorry. I've never celebrated the solstice. Should we celebrate the solstice? Is it something that should come back? Should we return to our pagan roots and rejoice as the solstice is cast upon us by the heavenly god lord Ra above us in his sun rays infinite wisdom shooting down sun upon all of us that's what i say holy lord egyptian god Ra. yes yes um, holy- <laughs> we like no, to I mix only, up the religions i only yeah. started doing it because it annoyed reese so i i always used to mes- message him every solstice telling him to enjoy the solstice but <laughs> i, I kind of is- missed it <laughs> I I'd find that a lot funnier if your only messages to him were about the solstice. With they literally, they literally were. Cat. My last two messages to him have been about the solstice. Wait, that's, <laughs> that's, um, that's commitment. If you could I commit know. to that for the rest of your life. Unfortunately, I missed it, so I might have to text him, ask him if he enjoyed the solstice. Just well, so, um... he, he has no idea when the solstice is. You know that, right? Yeah. So you, you could literally text him on the 4th of July and he'd be like, yeah. I mean, uh, I hope uh, I right. drilled it into him enough. He, he was very forgetful about it. He probably kept ignoring me, which is why he never knew, knew it. But um, I, will, I will text him now, see if I can get a live Any... response from him on the Low Budgets I Think We Got It podcast. That would be the most interesting thing to happen in the, ni- in the last five minutes. I think anyone who's ever been in a conversation about the solstice has sort of stopped listening. 
it's one of those not things. Me. That, <laughs> apart from you, it's one of those things that's vaguely interesting until you know like the basics of it, and then by that point, what? Why it gets to the point of tedium. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't I, wish I, to live my life vicariously through counting down the days till the solstice. Oh no, I don't count down to it. It's just when it is the solstice. Hey, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, when it is the solstice, you burn a cow. Yeah, uh, I, I, to show your um, appreciation, dedication, emancipation, proclamation. Um, I mean, I've never heard of that before, but um, next solstice, I might just burn Carla Andrews. Uh, <gasps> you He've will, replied. He said, you will, yeah, it was brilliant, thanks. <laughs> you, I think your next text should be on the next solstice to him. That would be... You're good. Yeah, it is. Just I'm, probably, you have... I'm, I'm probably not going to message him again after this until the 21st of December. <laughs> You should keep are you that enjoying up it? for every single year for the rest of your life. Indeed. I will try and keep in contact with him. If um, you happen to die on the solstice, you must strive to text him and ask if he enjoyed the solstice. By then, I think his dementia would have set in and um, he'll be wondering if you're asking, did you enjoy Somerset? <laughs> who goes to Somerset? Who, in their right mind, goes? You know what? I'm going to go to Somerset. Of all of the, of all of the southern quarter of the UK, all of the southwest. Who, who goes? You know what? Out of Devon, Cornwall, uh, the other place. But uh, you have to, you have to kind of drive through Somerset to get to Devon, don't you? Yeah, but why would you stop inside? Like, I know people are from. I know people from Somerset, but I don't know anyone who's actively sought out taking a break, uh, taking a sabbatical to go to Somerset. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I I've never stopped there uh, for too long. But there's this bother. place in um, Somerset. We called it Diggerland. I'm not sure if it is called Diggerland, but it was populated by a bunch of diggers, like just like. Dig, like play diggers that children could operate. Exactly the place you mean. I, I know. Are you there? I've, I I I went there twice when I was younger, and I enjoyed it both times. <laughs> it would be funny if you enjoyed it the first time and didn't enjoy it the second time, <laughs> or if you didn't enjoy it the first time and enjoyed it much more the second time. That would be quite funny. Did you what? Please don't tell me I've disconnected because that will be incredibly no, you're annoying. Still here. Oh, Greetings. Yeah, yeah, Yorkshire, Willow Bridge. It was just called Diggerland. Oh, it is called Diggerland. Which is the most unimaginative name ever. God, I remember this this place was poor. I like that place. There was a bunch of sand though. At the time I don't I didn't mind sand, but now I do have a personal vendetta against sand. I do because oh, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I've raved about how much I hate sand before on the podcast, so I sort of try not to get into it too much. We all hate sand here. Today, I took a little stroll along Mm. um, Cane V Island, just about half an hour away from Wickford, uh, along the beach. And uh, it was was very sandy, so I mainly stuck to the top, uh, where there wasn't any sand, because why would there be? I got shouted at by some drunk men. (laughs) <laughs> um, I bought some greasy chips. Uh, my dog fell into some weeds, 
and um, he almost bit a man in a hive's jacket. Nice. All the that fun is, of the fair. That is, that is. Canby Island, which also, like Somerset, there's no reason to go there. <laughs> I swear there's always at least one drunkard at Canby Island. Yeah, when you go to Canby Island, when you drive up, you you get a sense of unease about the place because it feels like they're stuck in the 90s because everything is like 90s decor there. It's like really outdated. It's really mm. outdated side resort style <laughs> decoration and it's depressing for, a, for lack of a better word. So don't go to Canby Island. Don't go to Somerset. Don't go to the Wirral. I repeat, don't go to the Wirral. God's sake, don't go to the Wirral. Jesus don't Christ. Many more times. Freaking worse. Hate the Wirral. Hate the Wirral so much. Sucks. One day, I will discuss why I hate the Wirral, but today is not that day. Today is not that day. Today is, is not worthy of being tainted by the Wirral. Tainted by the Wirral is... Uh... The name of our next album. Indeed. That would be a it's, good show uh, name, wouldn't it? Tainted by the Wirral. Yeah, it's like Tainted Love, but better. Yeah, that's what I thought. We should do a version of of the entire Soft Cell album. <laughs> what 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 was the name of the album that, that song was on? It was on um Northern Stop Erotica Cabaret, wasn't it? I think it was. I, I'm pretty sure it was. I can't quite remember. I think either way, uh Tainted uh dot 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 by the Wirral. The chorus would have to have far too many syllables in it. Oh, yeah, but that... Choruses that have too many syllables in it because it's just ridiculous. I know, but it's quite funny. On our song... Tainted by the Wirral. Tainted by the Wirral. It kind of loses its edgy appeal, doesn't it, by that point? Probably. But you could take, you could do the absolute inverse of that and take our song "Island or Island All Alone," where one of the lines that was supposed to have about seven syllables was just nonchalant, <laughs> which was a modern lyrical miracle genius of lyric writing. Andrew Lloyd Webber heard that lyric and he thought, "I should retire now. I should retire <laughs> from voting for the Conservatives and writing uh, crap plays." Because all of his plays, let's face it, are rubbish. Fair point. Cats, it's not great. Bit weird. Also, he wrote Trains. It's cats, but they're trains. It's a real thing. Uh, You really cannot get more unimaginative than that. Cats, trains and automobiles. The death of imagination. The death of imagination equals cats. So, on the subject of cats, um, how are you, Will? <laughs> I, I, I'm good, thanks. I am not feeling very catty. Um, ah, but, uh, dog. Yeah. Indeed. I, I brushed him earlier. That was eventful. It really wasn't. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was trying to think of something witty to say there, but there was, there was just nothing, because I it know. was the most disappointing... <laughs> Uh, recount of an event ever. I brushed my dog earlier. Nice. I know. I was gonna think of something, but I've got such a terrible headache today that it's painful to think. So, um, why have you got a painful headache? Have you been over the edge with a brick? Unfortunately, not. I have no clue why I've got such a terrible headache, but it's so painful. You've and got uh, hit on the edge with not... a big old book. Yeah, 
And now I don't know where to look. That's a reference that no that one will get. No. I feel like why would you get it? In, uh, references to things that are incredibly niche and that happened to us, not anyone. <laughs> if you're in Sweden and you got that reference, to, I salute you. I salute you, and also, how? <laughs> Question to ask on this fine. Summer's morning. It's not even a morning. It's two fifty, and I am sitting here in my chair. Are you sitting on the floor in a chair, Will? Please. I am. Uh, tell. I am sitting on the floor. Oh, I'm, I'm sitting wow. more to the right than I normally sit, though. But I'm sitting on spice the floor nonetheless. Spice up your life. Uh, what? How? The Spice how Girls d- distracted me. The Spice Girls distract. That's that that's, is uh, how you spice up your life. The Spice Girls distracted me. Sounds like um, a cry that you've been molested by the Spice Girls. <laughs> I got distracted by the Spice Girls. And they took advantage of me whilst I was in my uh, yesteryear state. Even. I mean, I got, I got distracted by the Spice Girls. It's the sort of thing that Prince Andrew would say. That is exactly the type of thing that Prince Andrew would say. Why was there a third Spider-Man film? I I have not seen the Spider-Man films, for they are not on Disney+, and I kind of missed the chance at going to see them in the cinema. Yeah, don't bother. They were awful, really, in essence. In essence, uh, in essence, in theory, in um, in prowess, even one may say, "Ooh, you know what I mean." That's a good word. That's a classic word. That prowess, word, yeah, prowess. It has a sort of regal. Yeah, it's got quite a majestic, majestic to tone it. to it. So, yeah, it make, makes you seem sort of. Higher in status than you are, it cajoles you into the upper echelons of society. Indeed, that's that's a sentence, isn't it? We that is a that sentence. On a shirt and see if people buy it. Why would they? That would, that would be weird. That would be very uh, weird. Would be weird. Uh so the theory. The theory is, I've got a theory to talk about. So I've not so much a theory, more of a more of a discussion. To delve into right now on the podcast. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. I, I'm ready to take the plunge. I am going to begin with a story. This is Ooh. a story that happened to me on Friday. And uh, it's very it's 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 something that I wasn't expecting to happen. And something that shouldn't have happened, I guess. So okay. can you guess what it is that happened to me on Friday? Um you saw um, Harvey Weinstein, and he said, Hello, Charlie, how are you doing? I'm from Sweden, and I like your podcast. Close. Dak Frost. Very close. No, I got cancelled on Twitter. <laughs> I got absolutely <laughs> obliterated. Uh, how, did, how did you get obliterated? So, I don't know if you'll know this, but the popular actor... Ansel Elgort, who played Baby in Baby Driver, who was in the Fault in Our Stars and other uh, rubbish movies. 
not necessarily rubbish. Baby Driver was a good movie, but he's a <laughs> gonna he's say. A, yeah, he's a celebrated actor. He was accused by a woman online of molesting her, of having of sexually assaulting her when she was younger, and a lot of people were tweeting. You should always believe the victim, no matter what. And I didn't agree with this. Well, no, I don't. I'm not, I'm not saying that she's lying, because I assume she's not. But I put out a tweet. I'm going to try and find the tweet to read to you, and then I'll discuss the out, out the fallout of what of the consequences of this goddamn tweet, which is funny now, actually, to think about it, really. I'm trying to track it down. Where is it? Where is it? Come on. Oh, I wrote, so everyone everyone jumping on the Ansel Elgort trend, you cannot just take her word for it. I understand how hard it is to speak out as a victim, but by the same token, I could write a story about being molested by Tom Hanks when I was 15, and none of it would be valid. So, And then I was like, you can't always 100% believe the victim from a legal point of view because you have to have both sides of the case and evidence to come to a conclusion because it could be that because 200,000 people tweeting oh you're a rapist because of what one woman said could end his career like it happened with Johnny Depp and and it, it, it happens with so many people even if they're falsely accused their career can still be ruined and I, I genuinely think that's terrible Personally, yeah, if you just, falsely accuse someone of rape, I think you should go to prison. That is, yeah, it's a purely it's a because punishable offence. I think because it's under slander and libel. But she, I'm not saying she was lying because she probably oh, no. wasn't. But I was making the point that you shouldn't outright believe someone without any evidence. The evidence she supplied was a photo of them two together. But I have a photo of me with James Acaster. And I could go, oh, James Acaster stuck his finger up my bum. He didn't. <laughs> Met at a meeting, great. Got a photo with... <laughs> For God's sake, James Acaster. I've got a photo with Tommy Wiseau. I can say he fiddled me in the loo. He didn't. But because she had a photo with him. He's a famous celebrity. Lots of people have photos with him. And she took a picture of some texts that were sent between her and him, but that doesn't necessarily prove anything because anyone can fake text. Just by having the mm. name Ansel doesn't mean it's from him. Anyone exactly. can fake a text. I can do that in like 23 seconds. So I was saying to have substantial evidence that you had a special relationship that progressed into sexual assault, I would have to have both sides of the argument to come to a conclusion. And I got absolutely decimated on twitter for it seriously some people are ridiculous honestly i mean there's there's quite a few cases i mean i i won't disclose too much because i'm not sure how much i can um there's a thing going on at my dad's work um it's like an ongoing thing basically some guy's claiming um he said something in a hearing and um then but the people in the hearing had no recollection of um, him saying that, and now there's this massive court thing purely because that one person said he said something when there's like no proof he actually did. Yeah, so that's uh, the problem. You have to have both sides of exactly story. And I got lots of replies. I'll read some of the replies to you. Someone wrote, 
Do you realise how you're silencing the victim by asking for proof? People like you are the reason why other people aren't able to speak out about this stuff because people love to jump on them and say they're lying. Firstly, I never said she was lying and I explicitly stated I'm not saying she's lying. And of, of course I'm going to ask for proof. That's how things work. That's how law works. You can't fight a legal case with no evidence whatsoever. And a slightly, slightly less eloquent reply to my tweet was someone wrote, fat, ugly, ratio, stupid, nonce, ass liquor, lost your no notice, nonce. See, no, all I, of that I, right there is slander and literally pr proves your point. These yeah. people are so counterproductive. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know, and, I, and I lost that. And, and they were like, oh, you're silencing the victims and you're being derogatory, and you're being cruel. But then I had literally about 200 people tweeting me to kill myself. I was like, that's not... Jesus Christ! Disparity. And someone wrote, oh, you write... Because I deleted the tweet because I was getting about 300 notifications, and I just couldn't be bothered to deal with it. I lost about 200 followers. I don't really care, but it's just... It's funny. That's a funny thing to me. It, it is quite funny how people have no regard for law whatsoever. And it's like these people tweeting, oh, deactivate your account. Oh, attacking me for something. Attacking me for stating a legal, a si legal side of it. They wouldn't act like that in real life, would they? They wouldn't tell. They wouldn't go, oh, kill yourself. They wouldn't go, seriously, no, people, they're not. It's weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I would have just called them all rapists, and then they would have said, no, I'm not. And I was like, that's probably how that chap feels right now. Yeah, and someone wrote, oh, you're writing your apology now. I didn't Probably. write an apology. Why, what do I need to apologize for? Exactly. You were upset, but it's not because of what I said. It's because you automatically assumed any criticism of anything... If that guy actually did it, then he's an absolute twat. Yeah. But I never said when there's did. no evidence and no court trial about this thing, you cannot accuse someone yeah, like that and expect everyone to side with you. Because quite frankly, that's ridiculous and it's unlawful. Yeah, and people were saying, oh, I was saying you can't believe one or the other right now. And I said, uh, and, and then someone said back to that, oh, wouldn't you rather defend a potential victim than a potential rapist? And I was like, of course I would, but I can't defend anyone. You, that's not how things work. That's you not you how can't. Works. I mean, to be honest, I mean, if I know it's it's a tough question, and this might be a really unpopular opinion, but it really goes back to what we said earlier. It's that yeah, potential rapist. This allegation will stay with them, so their career can potentially be ruined, even if they're proved to be innocent, purely right. because everything that's happening now. You literally yeah, right. cannot say anything in the matter until it goes to court and evidence is collected. Especially with yeah, exactly. Especially with Johnny Depp as well, when he his ex wife accused him of assaulting her and beating her, and then it's come out recently during the court hearings that she was the one assaulting and beating him the whole time. And everyone attacked Johnny Depp online, and he lost his job as Jack Sparrow. Well, those films should have come to an end three films earlier. So the first one was good, but yeah, we just went downhill from there. Yeah, well, he lost his job, and he hasn't really done a lot of acting work since, really, has he? And also, no. his films were taken off the screenings when the whole thing came out. And a lot of people were replying to replying to my tweet saying, "Oh, delete this. This is not okay." And I didn't. I wasn't going to delete it because of that. I was just bored of the replies, so I delete the tweet. 
And I was like, oh, why'd you delete it? Our tweets aren't loading right now. I hope you come up with an apology. And I was like, you literally told me to delete it. What <laughs> you want? One or the other. Some people are twice. <laughs> like, you don't even know how hurtful it is to read stuff like that. And I put this whole mob mentality thing of just calling someone a rapist with no proof whatsoever is it's like a mob mentality thing and it doesn't work. And then someone replied, this isn't mob mentality, it's just a bunch of people who support and believe the victim. So a bunch of people is essentially a mob, right? Exactly. A mob is described by a bunch of people. I seriously had hundreds of tweets. She was like, someone wrote, she literally had pictures with him. She, oh, wow. She of- wow. Oh, I've got a, I've got pictures with plenty of, but I've got pictures with Mr. Beedham. I could say uh, Mr. Beedham's a, a predator, but he's not. So, like, what, what does that prove? It does not prove anything. Absolutely a of, nothing. A lot of people in Hollywood are bad people, and a lot of them have done very bad things. But you can't jump to conclusions. And I was like, "Oh, worms for brains. You're ugly. This ain't it. This kind of attitude is so disgusting." Replace bets. How long it is till we delete the tweet? It's absolutely disgusting. Always believe the victim first. Do not justify his actions. Yeah, you don't even know if he took those actions. You twit. That's like saying someone was. That's like saying someone has been arrested for a murder. You can't just automatically sentence them to life in prison because you have a suspicion that they might have been involved somehow. Exactly. Because there's a chance they might not have been. That, so that was hilarious, actually. It was. <laughs> so uh, that's the first time I've got cancelled on Twitter, hopefully not the last, because it's hilarious. This is quite funny. I might, I might have to make one and just put a bunch of controversial stuff out there. You need to just, just see how much people tweet. reply. You need to just tweet Katie Hopkins' opinions. <laughs> The low budgets get cancelled. <laughs> oh god, it's funny. Online people are funny because no one is like that in the real world. That's not how people are. I know, but as soon as they're behind a screen, it's like, yay! It's like, let's do this, crud. Literally, like, gonna, such imbeciles. Like, if someone in real life, if someone you knew was, say, if someone in our frame group was accused of sexually assaulting someone else in our school, we would. Everyone in the school wouldn't automatically shout rapist at them and tell them to kill themselves and tell them that they're a predator and they should be stopped and locked up. Because that doesn't happen in the real world. Exactly. It's funny. That's so that was an interesting, fun little story. Uh in short, all all of Twitter is bad, uh, apart from James Blunt's Twitter. The guy who sang that song. <laughs> you are beautiful. His tweets are amazing. God, I love those tweets. Thank um, you, James Blunt. A, that was a very sort of um, thought-provoking conversation. Uh, now, Twice. let's talk about uh, arsewipe. No, let's not do that. Um, it's, it's... Necessary. Quite, it's very necessary. Um, can be quite like oh, if it's a bad one. You, oh. everyone knows that feeling. <laughs> and you know it's worse if you're a bit loose. You wipe yourself. You're all clean. Then you need to go again, like instantly, and you're like, ah, crap. Hashtag. You have to go through the entire process again. Hashtag 
loose. <laughs> There's a moose loose. If your if your posterior staunchness be in jeopardy, you probably have diarrhea. Ah, you probably have diarrhea. Wow, Indeed. what in the world? <laughs> God, Jeremy Clarkson, what a man! I know, and an even better woman. <laughs> I still like that joke. It's so unnecessarily ridiculous. What's your favourite word? What's my favourite word? Uh, I've got to admit, Floxinoxini Hillipillification is quite up there. That is. I'm quite enjoying. Um, I'm quite enjoying the words Sprechusang at the moment. Ooh, and what does that mean? It's a German word. Uh, describing a vocal style sort of intermediate between speaking and singing. So you know what we do, essentially. Ah, yes. Speaking, that's Sprechusang. Ooh. I probably should have been able to get that from the word itself. Yeah, but it's a kind of niche word, I suppose. Yeah. Also, I like this word because it's fun to pronounce. Nomenclature. Ooh. And what does that mean? It's the devising or choosing of names for things, especially in a science or other discipline. So, the Linnean system of zoological nomenclature, which is a god-awful sentence. (laughs) I'm just trying to learn a lot of words for when we get back to um, sick form. Just so your English literature's up to scratch. So I can sound like an absolute uh, nonce in an English class. (laughs) Hooray! So I can, I can just look at a poem and be like, this this poem defines easy scansion. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'll uh, add that to the dictionary. 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 Oh, you know what I hate about dictionaries? What? If they don't give you the pronunciation of a word, because that just completely <laughs> defeats the point of it being dictionary. <laughs> Online dictionaries? Have the um have it in the uh, international uh language code, which is a load of symbols that then you have to look up and work out. And oh, it's just a mess. Just do it in English. Indeed. But do you know what might just be the worst pronunciation of a word spelling ever to exist? What might that be? That would be H.P. Lovecraft's um, original pronunciation of Cthulhu. Oh, um, obviously, it's spelled uh, C T H. Uh, I'm going to get this wrong. C-T-H-U-L-H-U, I believe. Um, I think so. So Cthulhu is how it's normally pro- pro- uh, pronounced. Um, though his original pronunciation was like Kalulu. I hate that. Considering that there's no L's in it at all, to put two L's in it in the pronunciation is really damn annoying. That sounds like a band that used to be around in the late 60s called Klaatu. Which is a really good name, by the way, for something. That's a good name for some sort of science fiction AI, isn't it? That is. Clark but too. still, Clullaloo, you're actually Cthulhu. Bloody cross. If you imagine. I've just realized med- Cthulhu does have an L in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, but it doesn't have that many L's. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever. Be- have you been reading much science fiction? Uh, no, I did finish reading 1984, though. This was a very, very good read. Good, 
read. We're doing a family book club where we're reading Dracula. And my God, <laughs> are you are you still God. reading the chapter synopsis? Synopses? Synopses online. Yes, yes, I am because God damn it, this book is long. <laughs> oh, I forgot we have the book club tonight. I need to catch up actually. On that. Yeah, ouch. I don't even know what <laughs> chapters are on anymore. I'll just I'll just have a look over chapters fifteen to eighteen and hope it's roughly around them. That's right. Um, you can, uh, yeah, go for it. I say you can discreetly ask your brother. You just say I don't want to read over the required amount. What chapters are we doing? Yeah, I just don't want to uh, peruse too far into the future. Indeed, I was reading a good Rudy Rucker book the other day. Who's a popular science fiction author called Wetware. Wetware. Like kitchen utensils when they're wet. They are wetware. Wet. Wet. Where? That's a reference to um, Hot Rod, which is hot also for my penis. And it's also the name of a car in Cars 2006. And I just realised I forgot to look up any of the canon um, to try and answer some of your questions from last week, so I'll have to do it <laughs> next week. Next week, um, we look at the uh, the human cannons and cars. <laughs> oh, there's there's a bit of double entendre for you. Indeed, there's a book you might like. It's called Everyone in Silico uh, by Jim Munro, which is a very good book about AI written back in two thousand and two. Ooh, very interesting. It's sort of talking about the idea that humans invent an AI. That uh, to help with like copyright strikes, you know, like on YouTube where stuff gets copyright strike if it's got copyrighted material in it. Sure, motorcycle, go away. Shut up, get out of here, you motorcycle Nazi. Boo, get off the, st- get out the street. <laughs> also, my neighbors are having another socially, non non socially distanced barbecue. Boo, get out, get out Andy. You nonce. There's been a bunch of chavs over at the park on the other side. They're not socially distanced. I hope someone brings COVID there just so they all catch it and hopefully die. Someone brings COVID over in a jar. <laughs> look, guys, look what I've got. If you couldn't it's tell from that, I have a personal vendetta against chavs. Jar o COVID. I, I use that term quite loosely. I don't like mean its specific meaning. I use it very broadly. Okay. I have my own chav checklist. Elaborate. Um, well, it's the criteria that all chavs have to meet. So, um, tracksuit. If they're wearing a dark coloured tracksuit, that's a dead giveaway that they're a chav. Yeah, um, especially if it's a velvet one. Indeed. A very primordial walk. Yes. Um, that's, yeah, just walk properly. You look like a prit. You look like a prit, mate. Indeed. Um... Well, a bag, like a, a small bag that's very tight around them. It's probably got drugs in it. You're a chav. Um, <laughs> they're wearing some sort of headpiece to hide their head. You're a chav. Um, oh, and you're... you swear way too much in public, you bloody cruds. Chav. You're so, a chav if you do all these things. And they also have a terrible you're accent. That's a that chav for you. They are my tra- chav checklist. If anyone meets all of those requirements, uh, Jesus bloody Christ, you have messed up your life. Congratulations. What are you doing with yourself? Indeed. 
Take a chance, 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 take a chance. I cannot believe that was on the SingStar. I have a SingStar on the PlayStation 2. That song was on it, and I had to sing the bass line. It's like, Jesus Christ, how do you keep up with this? It was during that song I realized you don't actually have to sing the lyrics. You just have to make a noise at the correct note. So that is what I did. So does it just so you could go... That's like the... Does your mother know that you're out? What's it? It's the one by Mendel, the march, whatever it is. William Tell Overture. William Tell Overture, that's what I don't know. Also known as the Gallop. Yeah, that's why the gallop, that's why I was, I was thinking of horses, but I wasn't quite sure. It kind of sounds like that, doesn't it? Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. It kind of does. It's close enough. It is. If you move the melody of William Tell Overture down to the bass line, it probably would sound almost exactly the same. Wait, we should do it. We should do a remix of that. We should get the isolated vocal from Take a Chance on Me and then put the William Tell Overture underneath it. That would be the ultimate test that in, would be. Uh, in human evolution, one may say. <laughs> you may say, I'm a dreamer. That's a bit of John Lennon's Imagine for you. Down the line. On I the... thought you were singing Sam Smith then. And I was like, what the crud? That is very unlike you to sing that stuff. God, I hate Sam Smith. Sam Smith sucks the worst. <laughs> Can we agree that Sam Smith is absolutely abhorrent? Not as a person. Yeah. I'm sure he's a very nice person. I'm sure. No, so I'm sure they are a very nice person. So I've got the pronouns mixed up. Uh, but his uh, the, the singing is just uh, appalling. Yes, yeah, it's, it, it's not like great. Whiny sort of uh, human adult child thing. He, he doesn't make the worst stuff, but it's not good. No, I don't. I don't really like their albums very much. No, you know what I mean. What I do like though is intergenerational uh, incest. Of, of course, why? Why would you not like it? Do you know what I also enjoy? Uh, not particularly. Luton-based eighties Bollywood disco. That is almost as bad as my plane watching. <laughs> That's it's a very niche audience. It's Bollywood music from Luton in the eighties, but it's disco. Indeed. Which I found if you've never heard it, you might not like it, you might hate it, you will hate it, it's appalling, but I love it just the same. What have Indeed. you found to know? Spill, spill well, um, the, the beans. Cool beans. I am um, No, I reached into my bedside cabinet here, pulled out a piece of paper. And all it's got is just a bon- bunch of Pokemon-type matchups that I obviously tried to do from memory. Though looking at it, I kind of failed appallingly. Well done, past me. You were an absolute imbecile. And to be honest, I'm probably still an imbecile now. For God's sake, motorcyclists, go away. You're there so often. That's do something sad. else with your life. Um, sorry. Cyclist going past your house so It's been there like all the time recently. On Father's Day, he was awful. Actually, no, that must have been a different guy because the amount of fuel burst that he was doing. It's like, Jesus Christ, it's like machine gun fire. Machine gun motorcycle. Talking about machine gun fire, I watched Skyscraper yesterday for Father's Day. Oh, how did you find it? 
Um, it, it was pretty good. My mum was so tense because she's so afraid of heights, which is funny because she was the one that wanted to watch it the most. Um, no, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. That is... That's interesting. I can't, I can't remember much about it. I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> mm. Did you, what, 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 can you give us a brief synopsis of it? Um, okay, so there's this um, man, he used to be in the FBI, but he's got his own business, like security, uh, security business. Got man, the wrong way around. And he's doing this um, the security for um, this uh, really tall, the skyscraper, the tallest building in the world, and um, in that in that place, it's um, taller than the, much taller than the Burj Khalifa. Um, he um, gets set up though, and gets a security thing robbed from him. And um, because his and his family are staying in the skyscraper, they go out when he gets set up. He gets robbed. He almost dies, but the police show up, so he doesn't die. Um, but then his son has an illness when they're out, so they return to the skyscraper. And um, then the building gets set on fire because these terrorists are like, yeah, let's set the building on fire because I want something that, that the owner has. It's a bit like Towering Inferno. Um, it's exactly like it, really. Uh, it's a bit different. Um, I would say it's, it is different enough to warrant its own film. Um, it's got a cracking fight scene at the end. It's pretty cleverly done. Um, a bit of a plot hole at the end, though. I'm not going to spoil what it is, but it's a pretty pretty stupid moment. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's different enough from Towering it? Inferno. What would you rate it out of uh, six full donuts? Out of six full donuts, I would say it's probably a good. Um, uh, it's a good four point five donuts, but one of those donuts has been drawn on by a two year old kid. Drawn on by a two year old kid, like my nipples, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Basically, That's pretty bad. Ooh. Men, women, children, adults, young. Uh, that's that's men, women, children, all summed up in two different ways. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, uh, everything in between. We have a special announcement to make to you, don't we? Do we have a special announcement? We have a special announcement, all right. Will, what's our special announcement? Three, two, one, go. Have a guess. Uh, we're going to Ed Fringe next year. Yes, I. I thought you were just going to say something random like, oh, we're still alive. We are, <laughs> unfortunately. We haven't committed a sort of suicide pact as of yet, but we'll let you know when that does happen. We, the low budgets, in our infinite capacity as the best, the fourth best comedy group in the Wickford Tri-State area, are leaving the, the shadows, the murky back corridors of Wickford Town behind us as we traverse ourselves into the unknown as Elsa sang in Frozen 2 we flurry our capes behind us as we board a train at King's Cross Station and fly briskly up the country to the northern quarter of Edinburgh, comma, Scotland onto the Royal Mile, the cold cobbled streets, we sit, we sing we laugh, we play, we perform we do a show, we live, we laugh we love, as it might say on the wall of your mum's house, if she's got one of those little signs that say live, laugh, love, we are attending, we are performing, we are living, we are becoming a part of, we are inhabiting one may say, the greatest, most popular most influential uh, festival of art on earth 
the Edinburgh Fringe Festival 2021 for low budgets. Indeed. That was a very that, vid- that video you sent me was a. Uh, I'm very touched by that. It was very moving. <laughs> I sent Will a video of a, of a message in a bottle. I know. I, it was I, very moving. I thought of the reiterate. idea, and now I own 15 very small glass bottles. Because well they only buy just one, so I had to buy very f- 15 very small glass bottles. But after my passionate monologue uh, that I just did off the cuff, uh, we, uh, we're doing a thing next year, and uh, it's going to happen. But you know what we need? We need schmeckles. We need munty. We need, that sounds a bit too much like a slur. We need money. <laughs> we need your dosh. <laughs> Uh, so, our listeners out there, uh, send me your credit card info and the three magic numbers on the back, and we'll withdraw uh, 25p from your account, uh, plus an excess uh, withdrawal fee of £3,500. That's just international customs. You know, if, you can afford, if you can afford to buy... Uh, a bed frame with um, a TV in the end of it, you can surely afford to finance the low-budget trip to Edinburgh Fringe Festival, can't they? Indeed, they can. I know they can. I know they've got it in their hearts. I know somewhere in their souls there is yearning for uh, fringe funds. Yif. That's the acronym, Yearning for Fringe Funds. How much have we raised so far? We've got a grand total of 20p. Huzzah! Oh no, £1.20. Oh, £2.20, £2.40, £3.00, £4.00, £4.90, plus 100 quid in my wallet. So, uh, £4.90. We're on our way. That might buy us our food. So yeah, it's an interesting, uh, interesting experiment, isn't it? I suppose. Indeed, yeah, it is. experiment's the right word. Is it the right word? Is it's, it's an experiment because it's our first time. It is. Uh, if we hate it, maybe our last, but I don't assume it will be our last because uh, the people of Edinburgh will just love us too much. How <laughs> do you feel that? How, how do you reckon the civilians of Edinburgh feel that for one once a month? their hometown gets invaded by about 200,000 tourists. I mean, some probably hate it, but some probably are fine with it because, you know, hey-ho, we can actually go to a pub. Um, also, yeah, can, uh, some are probably exploit, sick of it. Hey-ho, you shouldn't live in Edinburgh. <laughs> That's one of the many reasons you shouldn't live in Scotland. Indeed. Get out of there while you still can. Because <laughs> for Nicholas Sturgeon devours your children. The great Nicholas Sturgeon of evil. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Sturgeon is the primary source of our rage. If he wasn't <laughs> for the grotesque talons of the Scottish mistress, Nicholas Sturgeon, we would, in fact, be Wickford's number one most popular comedy duo. But because of her endless tirade of uh, dictatorship rule, she has uh, relegated us to the ranks of fourth in the running for the most popular comedy group in the area. In the Stupid area. cow. Stupid cow. 
in the areola. Uh, so, Will, what do you what, what are you looking forward to most about Fringe? Tell our view, you, you tell our listeners, exploit yourself, prostitute your words. Go on, prostitute. Uh, your- I am looking forward to performing because I love performing. It is very enjoyable. I think performing a lot there will be very fun. Well, you're not being paid. To, you're not being paid by uh, performing to say the word performing. How do you know that? Performing I have sponsored this performance. Uh, so please pay performing for your performance. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be. It's going to be an interesting experience. Right now, we're in the process of budgeting. Uh, our way in society, we're we're delving into the um the concept, really, aren't we? Of um of the Edinburgh Fringe, we're we're perusing the options in front of us. Indeed, we are. Uh, is there something you're not looking forward to about Edinburgh Fringe? Um, I don't know pubs. Because we probably won't get we won't get in them anyway, probably. Uh, it's, it's Edinburgh. <laughs> but They're drunkards, all... I'm not a big fan of drunkards. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm just not really. That I was harassed by two drunk men in a Canby today as I was trying to climb as I was trying to climb down the sort of semi slippery slope down to the seafront. Whoa, that was sibilant. Um, <laughs> that was. <laughs> These two drunk men were like, oh, watch yourself, mate, watch yourself. Bearing in mind it was nine in the morning at this point, so a sad, sad life. Indeed. Hey, hey, he's going to fall, he's going to trip and die. And I was like, I'm not going to trip and die, but it would be funny if I did trip and die, wouldn't it? It would be quite amusing. What would we do if I had tripped and died? How would you host my funeral? Um, I would put out bunting and say, thank crud. (laughs) <laughs> bunting I like that I like that approach I like the whole anti-funeral approach indeed would your a- eulogy would consist of all the mistakes you've made in life and how would, glad we are you have been purged from this land it would be a damn long eulogy wouldn't it <laughs> my mistakes a list of all the people I've upset over the past 16 years don't worry, I won't include the t- Twitter thing because that was a yeah, right was move. So that will be exempt from that list. I feel like we should invite the um, estate agents that I had to go into to apologise for stealing their uh, for sale sign. Ah. And carrying Hitler on Halloween. I'm sorry, I kind of just killed my phone. Killed my phone. Kill and kill yeah. my phone, thinking I'm doing nothing better. That was a reference to a street song. I'm sure it was. No, your um, uh, uh, estate agent debacle was uh, quite amusing to listen to, and I'm so glad I was not in your shoes. That was. I'm trying to find the. Uh, I'm trying to find the picture now of me dressed as Adolf. <laughs> I don't like that phrasing. <laughs> so in October. Of 2018. No, it would have been October of 2017, wouldn't it? Oh, we're going back a long while now. It's been a hard day's night. And I'm looking at myself dressed as a Nazi. You always think your life can't get any more odd. And then it does. And you think, why? Just why? 
Just why? Why am I here? What? What am I living for? You ponder the uh, the theories about why you exist. There's me dressed as Jesus on Halloween. That was before, slightly before the actual Halloween. Ah, I'm not gonna share that photo with the world. Did not do that. <laughs> That'd be incriminating. Do you know what's not incriminating though? Uh, small. Small, small children. Um, so, out of interest, William Hunt, on this fine, fair day, uh, what was the last drink you had? What What did you last consume as a beverage? Uh, water. When did you consume this water? Uh, just now. I was hoping it would be slightly more interesting than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my um, because of my headache, which is still pretty pretty bad uh i've had water beside me and it's, <laughs> i yeah. was beside myself <laughs> when i found when i found out uh how to astral project i was beside myself oh yeah. my oh what a, what a response do you want to do you want to have a question do you want to do you want to source a question should we have a question uh what a question from me uh not from you just no one wants a question from you. Good. I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm happy for question time. Oh, uh, is dishwasher is dishwasher loading strategy important? When um, you're loading what, up do you, what, what do you mean by that? What, like, the layout where you... Yeah, so I imagine if you're playing a game of Tetris with your dishwasher, do you prioritise stacking it? Stop. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get the background music for your game of Tetris. Game of yeah, give a sort of a uh, sort of lo-fi version of the Tetris theme. Um, uh, how, how on earth do you replicate lo-fi? Um, da 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 Stacking a film. There we are. Went on slightly twenty seconds too long. I hoped you'd work out that by the time I was finished, you were at a natural ending point to the song. But you, you, you kept going. You stopped, and then you did a remastered version. No, I'm not sure if that is a remastered. It might be actually. I don't know when that bit. I don't know when that bit plays, but it's 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 quite good. What what it's, so it's a, what do you it's a nice cadence? Even if you, it is a cadence, I'm not sure if it is. <laughs> no, it's not a cadence because a cadence is the way you speak, isn't it? So, thank you, Charlie. That's not kind of how a cadence in music is, but you know, hey ho. <laughs> no, but that's the musical translation of a cadence, isn't it? It's the phrasing, so it's not. Yeah, it's like the end of the phrase. It's not. It ends. Uh, I realised I tried to describe music with words and thought that would be a good analogy, whereas I could have just said, the end. <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been so much better. But anyway, so, what, what were we saying? 
Dishwasher I loading no strategy. Dishwasher strategy. I we don't have a dishwasher in our house, but we do it at my dad's house, and we do. I do employ the strategy of stacking the dirtiest things further towards the back because my theory is that's where the most water goes. Um. Well, what I do is have big plates on the left, smaller plates and saucepan lids on the right at the front and bottom shelf. Saucepan and maybe a tray or a tray at the back. Um, might be able to fit a tray on the left, um, cutlery in the middle, um, then on the top, fill that with cups. Uh, you start from the back at the right, work your way up, go at the back left of that, work your way up, then you switch to the other side, um, start from the front and work your way back. Don't go to the bowl bit, put the bowls in the bowl section. You might want to put a bowl on the side of that if you've got an extra bowl because there's five people in our house. Um yeah, excess stuff Thank can go you. at the bottom if there's room for it. Um, obviously, it, it doesn't really matter where it goes. Um, though there's this jug. It's Archie's jug where we put, like, who's my dog, by the way? Um, <laughs> his, you should have uh, just left him and been like, oh, it's, it's my dad. <laughs> um, his, so. his, like, egg goes in there, scrambled egg. Um, our dishwasher is terrible at cleaning that crud. So, um... Keep cleaning, I keep, keep cleaning that crud. Oh, no, I know. Okay. Keep cleaning, I keep, keep cleaning that crud. Keep cleaning, I keep, keep cleaning that crud. Crud. We should do a version of that. You stick the dishwasher around. Too many symbols. Stick the dishwasher around. You keep cleaning. Keep, keep cleaning. Keep I, I prefer the baseball version of that song. Just, stop. Just burn it out there. I, I hate that. It's not even <laughs> better. Have you, I'm just uh, saying. After on the subject, have you got any songs that exist in real life, but there was also an alternate version for the movies that's better that they were in? Um, um because I've got a very not. specific thing that annoys me. What? So I don't know if you've by chance seen the film Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I've seen clips of it, but I haven't seen it all the way through. It. It's on Netflix. It's one of the funniest. Edgar Wright made it. Image made on the Denim Baby Driver. It's one of the funniest, best, amazing films of all time. Sort of comic influenced, kind of. But there's there's um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel. She was oh! in. Oh! Sorry, but yeah, this was back in like 2010, so we can figure. There's also Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, was in that as well. So interesting. Ooh. But yeah, um, uh, Brie Larson is in it, and she plays, um, I've forgotten the character's name now. Uh, bear with. Dun, 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 dun. And her name is, why have I forgotten? Well, she's John in the Cena. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do I really had to do that. <laughs> no, she's, she's the lead singer of a band. Um, Called Clash at the Clash at Demon Head. Um, I'm just trying to find out what her Not name. Not to is. be confused with Clash at Maidenhead, which describes uh, Theresa May's electoral campaign. Oh, burning satire there! Really uh, pointed there, and yeah. Oh, her name that is Envy Adams. That's it. Of course, it is Envy Adams. Envy. Yeah. She plays Envy Adams, the lead singer of a band called Clash at Demon Head. Who do a song that Bam. exists in the film, 
and it's treated like it's an original song. It's called um, Black Sheep by a band called Metric. And the original version of the song by Metric that existed before the film was a really good song. But then Brie Larson in character did a version of the song and it's so much better than the original song, but it's not on Spotify. And it's really bugging me that I enjoy that version more. It's a ridiculously good song. Yeah. Uh, um, Fisto. Uh, wow, sometimes I marvel at even my own brain. Um, actually, no, I do have one. Um, it's not quite on the same lines, but it's, it's close enough to herald it. Um, Johnny English, when uh, Rowan sang, well, lip syncs to Does Your Mother Know That You're Out, that should have been the actual music video of Does Your Mother Know What You're Out, that you're out, and not Abba's version. I, I can agree with that. I can subscribe to that ideology. Thank you. I like that. I really like that phrase because it just annoys everyone because it's such a poncy thing to say in theory. <laughs> Instead of saying, I agree, you can say, I subscribe to that ideology. <laughs> and my God, it's an annoying phrase, isn't it? Have you got it any is. other ways of saying things that are particularly annoying? Um, yeah, my posterior staunchness being jeopardy, a.k.a. I need to take a poo. <laughs> I need to do a poo, whatever. I, li- I like that one. I know. Um, um, another one is... Uh... I'm trying to think of one. Okay. Um, uh, Tristis on epistemological suffering. Oh, oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that. Go away, you little crud. That basically Sorry. means uh, you're not very smart. <laughs> nice. No, I've, I, I'm looking at the Troubles of Brewing thing. Great. I've been Ooh. looking yeah, at the music. And I have a grievance. I hate this. He has a um, grievance. There's a character called Sandra Spit in it, Ben Langley, and all your other incompetent editors. Listen up, you incompetent cruds. Jesus Christ, you're paying good money for this and you can't even do this. Sandra Spit. Spit is spelt with one T. However, if you go back to the uh, libretto um, at the back with all the music in, if you go into the 9 to 5 one, Sandra Spit is spelt with two T's. Oh, <clears throat> no. Oh, I hate that. Little crunts. Is, she, is the name of the character not based on a real-life cowboy? I'm not sure. I know Wyatt Burp was, which is a terrible yeah. pun. You're not funny. Um, for a terrible joke, spit, burp, and coughs. Do you know what was a better joke, what you should have done? There are four coughs, a.k.a. the four coughs. That is what you should have done. I don't care if it's a children's show. Yeah, that was an awful joke. I know. Okay. Then there was there was literally my character who was literally only existed to say to kids, "Don't be a sexist." But oh my That's... god, I love I love playing that part. It did was so have, nice. We had Billy the Kid, didn't we? Yeah, and the not so magnificent three, yeah. which they really didn't bother to change the name, did they? <laughs> No, it was like Billy the Girl, wasn't it? Like in it history, was, it was so just the kid. Oh, was it? Yeah, which is hilarious to me because no one bothered. No, they thought to change all of the other names except for Billy the Kid. <laughs> they just left it as it is. Do you reckon that uh, there's no actual legal um, 
sort of tender is there really on um own on characters from that far in history really is there i suppose not really there's not really billy and the, the sundance kid what a that's not a film <laughs> that's not a movie <laughs> Uh, I, f- I completely forgot about Troubles of Brewing. That's coming up to almost a year and a couple of months. That it's is. Yeah, but it will be almost a year and a bit. Dang. In a little bit of a while, we shall have our first... Uh, this this will be our first year without uh, a thing. Thank you. This will be our first <laughs> year since starting the low budgets without a thing happening. Ooh. Because we haven't done anything this year, have we? No. Though we finished last year strong by closing down the CLC. Yeah. Last year we <laughs> sort of meteorically ruined multiple people's <laughs> lives and lost people their jobs. But it was fun whilst we we're in the process of it. Oh yeah. I feel like I feel like it's sort of kind of harsh of us to have performed that song at the CLC when we were the last event to actually happen there before it got closed down a week later. So it sort of feels like we were mocking Rachel a bit, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> then we went back there to perform the Rachel Volorap, which was just a parody of one of, a, of, our, of our own sketches. Which is, closed down the CLC. Indeed. I, we did, I didn't even bother to change many of the lyrics, really. <laughs> no, it was... I, I still... I wanted you to do the Beast from the East lyric. Whereas when you blew out your candles, your cake turns stale. I really wanted that to be in there. It makes no sense if you have any, if you have no context for it. Oh no, but it's like... (laughs) But that's not even the rhythm of the lines, is it? When you blew out your candles, your cake cake turns stale. Turns stale, you've been featured on the BBC (laughs) and MTV and ITV. Gone on a rampage killing spree. Blew over a tree, an old man, McGee. Man, McGee. From the use of geographical miracle. That's why you're the subject of my lyricals. That was a last minute lyric change. That was. I think we did that in the rehearsal, like half an hour before we went on stage. And then it was just stuck with that because the original line just had too many syllables. It does. Too many syllables. There can never be too many syllables. No. I prefer silly cubes, though. Not, not, not a fan should, of my silly balls. We should sell them as merch. The low budget silly cubes. <laughs> it's the souls of uh, aborted babies stuck inside of plexiglass. Of oxo cubes. Oxo cubes. Yeah, this also bothers me in the. Uh, Troubles of Brewing script. You know, at the bottom, it like kind of defines some words. Yes. Yeah. It felt the need to define townsfolk. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. But it didn't divine, divine, define mm-hmm. devotion. And something tells me there'll be kids who will know what townsfolk means, but do not know what devotion means. Folk from towns. What does devotion mean? Uh, it's a political system. It's not. It's not that. It's that not. I don't know why a kid would know what a political system is to make that the, statement. They also felt the need to define dodging, decorative, whack. Dodging sort of sounds like 
Do you just say murmuring? Wang? Yeah, whack. As in like. Oh, I thought you said. Whack. Whack. I thought you said wang. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't remember that being in trouble. <laughs> but Stalin's a brewing, however. Stalin's a brewing. There's an entire act devoted to it. He's just worshipping Stalin while he's doing it. Hashtag Stalin does it with the kids. <laughs> does it with the kids. Oh no. Oh yes. Should we have another question? Because we kind of got sidetracked there. We really did. We got s- s- sideshow bobbed. Oh, that was the Simpsons. <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. I <laughs> watched the Simpsons in ages. Uh, so someone says, I've had this argument with several people before. Uh, the slang term for murdered, is it spelled murked, murked, or murked? I have never heard of that before. As in M-I-R-K-E-D, <laughs> M-U-R-K-E-D, or M-E-R-K-E-D. Well, it's not M-E-R. I know that for a fact. Highly doubt it'd be that. I thought it was M-E-R. That, that's how I've always spelt it. I, I, right. I'm, I'm looking it up now because I've never heard of it before. Um, slang term for murder. I've always spelt it uh, E-D. Blow to hell, do, do in, dust, gank, ghost, hit, hose, ice, kevork, off, OJ, popper cap, send to the farm, smoke, take out, tango down, waste, wet, whack, 187. A lot of these are just sort of really what the crud. <laughs> these are a lot of these are just movie cliches that gangsters say. Oh, I'm gonna go and uh, ice OJ Jimmy. OJ, this man. <laughs> but that's, that's just a reference to OJ Simpson, isn't it? So. That one oh, makes sense. Uh, I like that one because OJ Simpson allegedly. Oh, oh, look. 187. Noun. A murder. Citation from Pilot. Where, that, where does that come from? Where does the 187 originate from? Um, it looks to be a citation from Pilot Terriers, which was on TV in 2010, season one, episode one. Um, oh, the things! Oh, the, the thing where it says it is censored in hope of resolving Google's penalty against this site. <laughs> oh, so it, so it comes from one eighty seven of it's the Californian Penal Code for a murder. Uh, so you know when police are like, "Oh, we've got a code one two three. It's like a code one eighty seven is um code for murder. It's commonly pronounced by reading the digits separately as 187 or 187 rather than 187, of course. Of course. I Will, I'm going to 187 you. Um, oh my. Me. But not if I send you to the farm first. Not if I pop a cap between your plug holes. Not if I uh, tango down you. <laughs> that sounds like a form of sexual assault to me. <laughs> I don't remember that Fleetwood Mac album. Is that Twitter I hear? Is that is that Twitter <laughs> calling? They're just listening in on everything. They've hacked into our Discord. They're just listening to our every word. I, I wouldn't put it past some of Twitter, to be honest with you. <laughs> that seems like a thing that they would uh, delight in. Wait, what the... William has had a revelation. Do you know what? I am also holding gallium. I haven't melted it yet because I can't be bothered. 
Nice. Will I ever will I ever melt it? Will I ever melt the gallium? Probably. Shall I do it later? Because it only because it was free. I would like to pay was fifty p shipping, which is quite worrying that I can get scientific supplies online for for no money. That's quite. It is. Na- name a, a metal or a chemical or something. Will a tungsten? Oh, I feel like tungsten's pretty popular. Uh, osmium. Osmium. Okay. What what form does that come? Is that a metal? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so osmium. Should we try and buy some osmium? Yes, you you definitely should. Yes, it turns out I can buy a block of osmium. Damn, that is pretty cool. How expensive is it? It's 949 quid. Yeah, I thought so. Osmium is the densest element, I believe. <laughs> that's an expensive... It's an expensive thing. It definitely, I'm fairly certain it was as of 2019. I doubt oh. there is, but there might be another one more dense that has been discovered since osmium. I can buy some samarium. Ooh. Raw samarium. That's pretty cool. <laughs> this is ridiculous, right? I'll, I'll send a picture of this to you. I feel like I should buy this just for fun because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so <laughs> This is so unnecessary. I don't know why anyone would own this. I cannot think of a single reason that the picture is sending now. But I can't think of a single reason why anyone would buy this. Ever. It's... (laughs) (laughs) It's just just a white mug. (laughs) And it just says... Osmium on it. I mean, it would have been slightly better if they put Richard Osmium. <laughs> but <laughs> no, he's face and it was metal. He was like metal man. Why does that exist? Don't get why it. Why does what Osmium oh, or just? That, why does a mug saying Osmium? <laughs> <laughs> Name another <laughs> element or something that's, that's tangible. Go. Go. Well, what? Name an element that's tangible. Yeah, that's a weird phrase. That is. That is a really weird phrase. Right. Element Go. that is Five, tangible. Four, three, two, Seaborgium. How do I spell that? Um, C, Borg, E. By E, I mean I. Um. So C as in just the letter as in, C? Or as in C? like... The big blue thing that mermaids live in. Which is a Blackadder reference. Okay, that makes sense. So can we buy some Seaborgium? We can buy a mug that says Seaborgium. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> There's one man who's made a mug for every single element. There's one with a heart-shaped handle. <laughs> oh my. So under the search for Seaborgium, we get... <laughs> That was a very Jeremy Clarkson pronunciation. <laughs> that really was. Borgium. We get a mug saying Seaborgium. We get a tote bag saying Seaborgium. We get a drawstring bag saying Seaborgium. We get a portable scanner. Okay. <laughs> nice. And we get a Rick and Morty mug that says, I'm going to need you to take your opinion and shove it way up inside your butthole. Nice. Now, that has to do with but... Name a word. Five, four, three, two, one. Any word. Now, go. Palace. Palace. Thank you. You made me. I want to find the first 
I want to the first thing that comes up. Shall I buy the first thing that comes up when I search palace? That depends on what it is. Ah. I don't know if I want to buy this. Ooh, what is it? So it's um it's it's wallpaper, but it's uh the Chucky doll. (laughs) 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 I don't know how I don't know how this happened. I'm not buying that. There's everything. Oh, there's a there's a shirt that's just Jesus. Holy Lord Jesus Christ! I th- it's three pound fifty. I don't know if this is a good purchase or not, but I think it's a good purchase because it's so unnecessarily ridiculous. <laughs> this is more ridiculous than the Seaborgium mug. <laughs> you really say Seaborgium? Really weird. Seaborgium. <laughs> Wow, sometimes I marveled even in my own brain. <laughs> this shirt, it's not a picture of Jesus in the center of a white shirt. It's entirely Jesus. You should give that to Miss Linton. 100% Jesus for a 100% Jesus woman. Hashtag <laughs> Jesus lady. My life is Jesus. Right, name and a Rather, word. her life is Jesus. One. Name a word. Go. Any word. Wood. Wood. I hope you can just buy wood on Wish. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> ah, earphones. 20 pieces of round wood. A wood-burning set. A wooden elephant. Whoa! Why, why, why can I just buy a tungsten carbide tip? Let's go! It's £1.67. Dude, that's some good, good quality crud. That is. There are some good, really good prices on. Whoa! I need this. It's this is the this is the worst invention ever. I'm intrigued. Think, think about what society needs more of. Think about what innovations we need. Think about the things that don't need to be innovated. Think about the things that, if they were innovated, there would be no use for it being innovated. Because why would you need it? Well, I'm sending you the picture of this. I, I, okay. I don't know why it exists. I'm going to wait for you to view whatever view this. A wooden bow tie. It's a wooden. Why? The idea is that you're supposed <laughs> to tie the tie. Not. I. I don't get it. That's uh pretty weird. <laughs> I seriously don't understand. I mean, the worst innovation, I was more expecting you found like some gravity-defying clothes hangers. Um, that, no, but, that's a helpful innovation, really, isn't it? I is suppose. it, though? Is it? Because <laughs> I no. guarantee you it's not. Pyrography machine kit. So we could start doing pyrography. Fires. Hooray. Yeah, just Make pictures stuff. with fire. Make pictures with fire. That's really dangerous. It's just a set of razor blade wheels. <laughs> God, that's dangerous. Uh, bits of wood. Um, uh, an entire drill. So yeah, as, opposed, I... as opposed to half a drill. What if I search up little girl? <laughs> I just realised I did the Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson pronunciation and I went, little girl. <laughs> Shall we get a princess <laughs> castle tent? 
<laughs> According to this, I can buy a mother and a daughter for £16. You can buy a mother and a daughter. Yeah, this is a very interesting prospect. Shall we purchase a mother and a daughter? <laughs> I saw um someone on the, the clothes selling app, Depop, uh, listed as a joke. They listed their best friend on there as a joke. <laughs> and put the price for a million pounds. And someone bought it. What a chap. Someone sent a million pounds to this girl in exchange for her best friend. And obviously, she wouldn't do that because that's human trafficking. But the fact that some creep thought, you know what? I literally have the opportunity to buy a human girl online. That's hilarious to me. A lot of lipstick. Uh, that's a man's penis. <laughs> that's Thank you. Girl. Or maybe he calls it his little girl. Will we oh my. I have a fascination with vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> References. That was that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> that was. And never again will we be doing prefecting and kinda of glad we're not. Oh great, yeah, can't wait for that. Oh, it's already done. Can't can't wait to not have to Stand on a staircase inside. Oh, oh yeah. Like a lot of people we know are just leaving, aren't they, to go to different places? So we, so we're not gonna have to like stand outside. Oh yeah, because we're not gonna stand outside because we're sick for. We don't have to do standing outside now, do we? Oh that no, was- you've got to like no, because we'll there'll be like the hopefully the sick form, the new sick form block will have finished construction. Yes. You say block, but it's really not that large when you think about it, actually. It's just sort of like a couple more rooms. Is it going to no. be double-floored? Do we know? Uh, the, yes, they're trying to make it double-floored. They're, they're trying to make it double-floored. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to try their best. But if it doesn't work, you're not going to have a ceiling. Nah, what, just... what does that mean? They're going to try and make it double-floored. Um, well... I imagine gonna... they it'll be done. Oh, do you reckon we're going to go back full-time in September, or do you reckon it will be mostly online classes and go in a couple of days a week? Because I think that's what will happen, because they can't mitigate everyone, can they, really? No, I, I reckon we'll be in full-time. A lot of schools aren't going to be in full-time in September for already existing people, so I wonder what will happen. Because you can't really control social distancing in front of a school. No. Unless you put up physical barriers. And Beauchamp's will definitely not be putting up any physical barriers. Well, they put up a fence when there was no need to put up a fence. They've put up more physical barriers than I have Unnecessary physical barriers. (laughs) The emphasis is on the unnecessary, Charlie. As soon as it becomes necessary, they will not do it. Anything necessary... Will not be done, but everything. The Beauchamp's two K, like literally, actually forever, really. Everything like putting a smile you're on CCTV sign next to every single CCTV <laughs> camera is the most unnecessary thing I can think of. It really is. What goes through their heads when they go? You know what? This this is what the school needs to become a better school. We need signs. 
to say you're on CCTV when we clearly knew they were there for the first, for the five years that we were there. Indeed, we had a clear vision. Do you want a question? Do you want to know? Do you want to ask, do, you want to, do you want to be asked a question? Yes. Uh, in your primary school, did you ever have that one kid that was dealing candy under the slide? No. I feel like we had. I feel like there was a hierarchy in our preschool. <laughs> Where did you I, fall on this hierarchy? I wasn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like I was. I feel like I was pretty high up the hierarchy because um, I was the only one who was trusted with the saw. Yes, we had saws. I don't and know. And the they fact let... that you were the only one trusted. It kind of means that either A, your primary school was filled with imbeciles, which, um, potentially, or B, the teachers were twits. So I, I was just, sorry, I'm, I didn't mean primary school, I was talking about preschool. <laughs> we had swords. <laughs> I am not I was an un- I was so unsociable in preschool, at least I think I was. I can't remember, but we had a massive inflatable octopus bouncy castle indoor thing, which, oh my god, when that came out, best night of my life, best day of my life when that came out every couple of weeks, because it was huge and you could crawl around inside, massive, it was a castle in there. But yeah, why did they trust us with saws in preschool? Did you have that? Was that a thing that you encountered? No. Because we literally, one day they were like, right, we're going to be cutting wood into shapes. And they gave you a saw. They just gave us like I don't know what the they were like mitre saws. They're mechanic, not mechanical ones. They were like handheld mitre saws. How ridiculous is that? That is pretty ridiculous. They don't even trust us with proper scissors in our own school now. But the fact they gave us a mitre saw when we were in preschool. Also, we used to decorate biscuits every day. God, I wish I could go back to that lie. <laughs> After this podcast, I might just go make an ice bun for fun. I haven't done that nice. in a while. Have you had an ice bun in a while? When was your last ice? When was your last iced bun? Iced bun. Um, probably early April. Early April but... iced bun indulgences. Well, it wasn't very nice though. My last one was one from the bakery in Wickford in about beginning of June. Uh, it was a very good iced bun. I enjoyed it. Uh, Going to give it a solid 8.5 out of 10 because it was slightly stale by the time I got it home. Nice. Not fault. Purely my fault. Uh, I accept full responsibility for the staleness of my buns. <laughs> An iced bun is... Um, I feel like that should be a, like a sort of a, a, the name for a sex position. It's more like an albino's rear. That's that's very true. I just saw my, my neighbour standing in the garden, Un- waving socially distant still. Yes, waving like, his hands yep. in the air. And from the angle it was, I think he was shooting the hope. I can't see sort of below his midriff because <laughs> the conservatory on the next house blocks it out. And Whoa. it looked like from his crotch exploded this massive jet of liquid. <laughs> And it was the most phallic <laughs> thing I've ever seen because it was a, a cataclysmic uh, shockwave 
of um, debris caused <laughs> by my neighbour Andy. Cheers, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Andy. Weather. Sun's gone in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask a question, but I thought I'm just going to stop there and see what you say. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good response, personally. <laughs> Uh, that was a very good... I feel like all weather weather forecasts should start with the main newsreader going, weather! <laughs> I think all weather forecasts, they should just look outside a window and just, just say what they're seeing. Because <laughs> it's uh, going to be more accurate than what they have. It's going to be more accurate than the prediction. <laughs> I don't get why they don't do that. I don't get why they don't just look out of the window and go, that's about right. As opposed to predicting it, it's fine because um, it's, it started raining the other week when we were sat outside. Bearing in mind, Dad checked the weather five minutes earlier and it said zero percent chance of rain. Then it started raining, and Dad checked the weather app and it still said it was still said it was sunny, and um, zero percent chance of rain. Then about ten minutes into the rain, it said uh, it's raining with an eighty nine percent chance of rain. <laughs> It's raining. <laughs> the other eleven percent is just you being deluded. <laughs> We've got a question. Ooh, question. Question. Tell me what you think about me. Question. Done. Uh, how are babies made? Well, see, when a mummy and daddy love each other very much, they take it to the bedroom. Indeed. And they love one another in a very tender way. Indeed. But when a man and a man love each other. They uh they take it to the bedroom and they shit on the Bible. <laughs> um, yeah. If if you want a, a a nice answer to that, the acrosome on on the tip of the sperm is filled with a bunch of enzymes, which then digest the jelly coat around the egg, and then the DNA kind of fuses and uh, makes a nucleus, and from there mitosis starts to happen, and the baby is made really by stealing. Uh, nutrients from the mother, your bloody parasite. Get Babies your own are nutrients. Parasites, aren't Stupid they? twits. Indeed, they are making your mo- like really? mother throw up. Seriously, children are Unconsiderate just parasites. sod. From the from the moment they're sort of conceived inside of you until uh, till their birth, all along for the rest of their lives, they're constantly living off you. Oh yeah. When, when you're an eight year old and you want something, you ask your mum for it. And then they sure. marry someone else, and then they start living off them. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Children are parasites. Don't have kids. Stop the population. Let's all get dogs. Huzzah! Huzzah. My, my, my dog's an ungrateful bastard. Yeah, mine too. I'm <laughs> contemplating, just for fun, when I move uh, out of this house. Uh, we're not moving. Out of this existence. When I move out of this <laughs> transcendental plane into the next one. Now, when I moved, obviously, to go to university, I'm thinking of, just for fun, buying a Cane Corso dog. Why? Do you know how... Do you know about the logistics of a Cane Corso? No, but why? (laughs) Because they're... Because they're cool dogs. I'm going to send you a picture. Because when they're puppies, they're goddamn adorable. 
And when they're not puppies? I'll send you a picture of puppies and then when they're not puppies. These things, when they're pups, are, uh, frankly, uh, pretty cute. Pretty special little fellas. Pretty fun guys. But then, once... um, you, you you have seen the Cane Corso puppy? I have. And it is very cute. It is. Very nice. But then once the Cane Corso grows up a couple years, it turns into this. Dun, dun, it's like my brother. It's a massive beast of a dog. It's horrifying in its stance. They grow up to like five foot. Which is huge, by the way. That's like the height of Cameron Colton. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is very true. I asked I'm... him. I asked him if he's grown at all during quarantine, and he said, "I'm not sure." So I'm going to take that as a no. That's that's a no. That that's a I've shrunk, and I'm too afraid to admit it. Is he coming? Come on, back? Cameron. We'll find is... out the truth in September. Is he? Is he? Is he a leveling? Uh, yes, he is. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I imagine if he's like seven foot tall. <laughs> That'd be very funny. <laughs> he's just, even if he's just the same height as Rennie, that would just be brilliant. That would, that would, uh, the day I see that, I will literally, uh, molest my father. <laughs> I, I will tell him you said that. Thank <laughs> you. Which one? Cameron or my dad? Both at the same time. Yeah. Room simultaneously. Yes, yeah, so I'm contemplating buying a cane corso just for fun because I like I like the ugliness when they're like really old, not really old, like a couple of years old. I like how big they get and ugly they get. You know what I mean? You, you sound like a sadist. I was just going to send you a picture, and I realized, oh yeah, if you don't like that, you won't like this picture. Shall I send you the picture? I'm concerned. Do you want to see something? Yes or no? <laughs> um, yeah, why not? Okay. Enjoy this one. Dun 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 That is horrific. That's a human hand that got stuck in a meat grinder. Kind Thank of you. makes me hungry. Do you know what I mean? That is very weird that you can say I, that about that. I, I look at that and I go, I'm, I'm going to have some soup. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, uh, I've got a question. <laughs> we should start every conversation by entering a room and going, Ladies! I've got a question. Hey, bro. Nice cock. Cheers. The feelings unmutual. <laughs> feelings on. <laughs> I'm going to say that from now on. The feeling is on. <laughs> Oh, I really, I really like, your, I, I really like your clothes today. The feeling is unmutual. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Star Wars sequels? They suck. Oh, uh, what episode seven, eight, nine? Yeah, they suck. Episode eight is the best, even though most people hate it because, like, yeah, they I suck. Quite like, yeah, I quite like episode seven and eight. I liked, but then episode nine came along and completely invalidated everything. But episode like, seven is Jesus essentially Christ. just a new hope, but instead of puppets, they use CGI. Really? Isn't oh it? yeah, it's. They didn't do much. It's not great, 
it's but not it's also the it's force not, awakens oh yeah i don't i hate that title i hate that title go die in a hole go die jj abrams and take your lens flares with you indeed god i hate that man <laughs> um now episode eight was good but yeah, then episode, episode nine came along and i just hate it i absolutely they did that film so terribly everything about it was just terrible and, it was and the like, thing is right, it would be a good film not. if it actually managed to link into the story in any way possible but it just doesn't <laughs> they were just like we've got some characters uh Spaceman come back to life. Oh. Hashtag Spaceman. It was a dissatisfying end, like all things. Indeed it was. Uh, and that annoyed me. Shall we? Shall we phallically exploit ourselves for money? Uh, you can. Oh. Will, do you feel like you're about to go through an emo phase? Uh, no. no not at all. Do you? No. Okay. I don't particularly <laughs> like much emo music because it comes across as far too pretentious. Like, I like sort of, uh, like, grunge stuff, which is sort of the precursor to emo, kind of like the 90s. Early Radiohead, Pablo Honey, Nirvana style stuff. I like that. But I don't your like cat, my... your cat is barking again. My cat is just recovering from a large stroke. I see. Ah, all the fun of the fair that wasn't it. But yeah, Indeed, I don't, I don't like bands like Twenty. Who likes Twenty One Pilots? If you like Twenty One Pilots, <laughs> I have news for you. You're sad and depressing. Also, My Chemical Romance suck. Green Day suck. They all suck. They're the worst. I only know I only know the title of one Twenty One Pilots song. What what title that's, is that? That's stressed out. Stressed out from their uh, second album, uh, Blurry Face, which what? is frankly uh, rubbish. Nice. What do you think of what's her name? Billie Eilish's music. I've never heard any of it, so I just wanted your opinion. I, I probably won't listen to it anyway. <laughs> Don't bother. Well, her first, she released an EP back in 2017 called Don't Look At Me or Don't Smile Whatever It Was. And it was a collection of about seven songs, and it was fantastic. There were so many different genres on there. There was heavy beats, there was light beats, there was ukulele, there was guitar, there was everything. And it worked really well with her sort of light, breezy voice. But her new album is like she's whispering the whole time. All the songs sound the same. There's unnecessary production. It's really boring. And it's trying too hard to be edgy. And it just comes across as poncy, really. Mm. So I I don't particularly enjoy it. I understand that there's credit where credit's due. They've produced a successful model of uh, production. But I, I, don't, I don't dig it, as uh, one may say. I don't nice. slowness. That's that's a reference to a song. I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. You, what um, do I? you wouldn't know what dig the slowness is unless you listen to the rack on tours. And I don't imagine you've ever listened to the rack on tours. Well, I can't say I have. No, it's the band made by Jack White after the White Stripes. All the fun of the fair. Indeed. 
I talking about music, I recently uh received on vinyl um the new sports team album. Sports team, you put well will have never heard of them, will you, Will? No, I haven't. Uh, not many people have. They've only got like two hundred thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. We've only got about three thousand followers on Twitter. They're really not very popular at all. But they were fifty sales away from beating Lady Gaga's number one album last week. Damn. And their music is really good. I'm going to see them, hopefully, if the show doesn't get rescheduled in September and hopefully in April next year, where things Very are nice. go wild. So uh, stream sports team, Deep Down Happy. Uh, it's a great album. Have you listened to any good music recently? Uh, no, not really. I've been listening Nothing to some cracking battle themes from Pokemon. <laughs> Do you not have a desire to listen to anything else apart from video game soundtracks? I appreciate the craft behind it, but at some point, does the sort of predictability not get tedious after a while? I mean, there are very few tracks I can find myself listening to on repeat. Like, yeah. very few. Obviously, there are a few really good stuff that I can. Um, but no, occasionally, I just... Turn on some 80s, really. Oh, something I have got into recently, Barbershop. Barbershop Quartets. There's one in particular, the newfangled... I really like them. They're very good, very talented, very funny. That's interesting. interesting. Have you ever listened to, I think it's the the Deftones? I think it was the Deftones. I haven't. I've I've only listened to the newfangled force stuff as of yet. Uh, I've probably listened to some other, other groups. Oh, it's mm. the overtones. You should try out the overtones. They do a lot of barbershoppy stuff, which is very interesting. Also, you may like to listen to an artist called Jacob Collier, who is literally, I, I kid you not, the most genius man alive. If Mozart was born now, it would be Jacob Collier. He has a wild, a crazy understanding of music theory. I've got a basic understanding of sort of the theory of music, but he has an unpredictable knowledge of everything to do with music theory. It's astounding. Very nice. And his music is sort of based in sort of reharmonization stuff, really complex chord progressions. And he does a lot of work with uh, Herbie Hancock, jazz legend, and Stevie Wonder and Quincy Jones. And they will say he's like the greatest living composer now he's won grammys and stuff jacob collier genius living nice. music textbooks uh for years to come also in the music textbooks uh the quarantines for Ooh. how not to music <laughs> I like that is that is very true we should be put in as a um as a warning as a cautionary tale the quarantine. A paragon of what not to do. A paragon of what that should be an album. <laughs> After the, the six album titles that we've thought of so far, we we we're going to make a lot of albums for just a the hell is everyone laughing so much now, lad? Jesus Christ, what are they doing? Maybe they're laughing at you. Almost definitely. What if they're laughing at the murder of Madeline McCann? Oh my, that, that wouldn't probably surprise me that much. Well, you just admitted to your family laughing at the murder of a child. 
and the possible uh, it's a joke. Twitter, twi- Twitter, it's a joke. It's a joke. Oh, Twitter, it's a joke. Don't attack me, or I'll absolutely explode. Don't attack me, or I'll call you a rapist. <laughs> call you a pedophile. Oh no. So, uh, should we finish off with a game? Yeah, sure. Should we play? Should we play one of our regular games or should we play a new game? Because I thought of an idea for a new game and I wrote it down somewhere. Should I try and find it? Yeah, sure. I, I, I don't don't mind what we play. If I can if I can find it, then uh, it could be a decent game, but I can't remember what the game was now, so it might just be awful, really. No idea. Where is it? Come on. Dun 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 I can't find it. So um, you did a slowed down version of the Strictly theme, um, half swing, half jazz, in the hopes that nobody would recognise what you're si- uh, singing. Yeah, aren't swing and jazz essentially the same thing? Not really. Um, in, in theory, they are. No, because swing, all music theory, swing every second quaver is half the length of the first. So if yeah, no, yeah, quavers, yeah. So if I were to play two, two quavers, they would normally be half beat, half beat. But in swing, it's zero point seven five beats, zero point two five beats. Have, have that oh. for your swing knowledge. <laughs> they sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Well, they kind of do. They sound very similar. Well, in yes. theory, you could but play. There is there uh, is a difference between. That. You could play Miles Davis's Birth of the Call, um, Benny Goodman's Slip Discs, and um, I wouldn't, or like um, the Bill Evans trio. I don't be able to tell the difference between each because they essentially are built. All music theory is built on the principles of jazz for some unknown reason, really, isn't it? Well, is it though? Because every genre that came before jazz was not based off jazz. No, but once it got to like the 50s and jazz was like everywhere, they went, right, all the songs from now are going to be inspired by jazz. Like the Beatles, inspired by jazz. Rolling Stones, inspired by jazz. All the jazz melodies and the jazz ways of... Is rock that jazzy? It's inspired by the way of... As opposed to in 1920... Look in someone's record collection. But 1915, look in someone's record collection. You're going to have the works of Mozart. Look in <laughs> 1935, you're going to have your Benny Goodman and stuff like that. So for, And then after that, we didn't hear much from classical music, really, did we? No. I feel like most modern theory is based off jazz because it's essentially the same, <laughs> the same principles. Of that kind of up tempo style of playing, the way of um, because it's got a certain a certain lilt to it. It does. Jazz jazz is a very good genre of, me, of music, though. Jazz is good, but what still, I I I do prefer ragtime jazz. <laughs> but that is just my opinion. You're the only person that's ever said that. <laughs> Because ragtime is just jazz without the jazz, isn't it, really? Ragtime is just... It's really not, (laughs) you know. (laughs) If you recorded all of the instruments of a jazz track, muted all of them and just left the piano in, 
bed it up a bit, you'd have ragtime. I mean, no, because ragtime, it's, it's mainly the left hand that constitutes the song. Yeah, but that's essentially what jazz piano is. Not, uh, not, 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 like, not really. Not, like smooth, <laughs> not smooth jazz, but it is in theory. Because most jazz is based on an improvisation style, really. In theory, ragtime is just fast jazz. <laughs> Rag, you heard it here first, folks. Ragtime is ragtime is fast jazz. Everything is just fast jazz without the saxophone. Right, so I've I've been going through maple leaf rag in my head, and I've confirmed that I have found literally nothing that resembles jazz in it. But I can carry on if you'd like me to. In in theory, it's just, it, it essentially is just fast jazz. Right? I feel no, like I, 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 I will have to say no. Well, even pineapple rag has nothing, nothing jazz from right. memory. Can we agree that one of the core principles of jazz is its syncopated rhythms? Yeah. Can we agree on that, right? Yeah. And can we agree that jazz is often accompanied by a piano? Yeah. And the definition for ragtime is characterized by a syncopated melodic line and regularly accented accompaniment. I mean, ragtime, you know, it's on the offbeat. The chords are on the offbeat, I believe. It has to be on the offbeat. Uh, no, rag, rag, it has to be on the offbeat to be ragtime. It doesn't have to. Yeah, it does. Rag, the word rag, I, I swear that literally derives from being on the offbeat. It, it, it's because it's. It's, it's it can either be syncopated or ra- or the rhythm can be ragged, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's on the offbeat. It's just is is normally always on the offbeat. Well, no, it's just metric patterns, isn't it? Really, it's just the circle of fifths. The Look, circle of fifths. Oh, literally one of the first dun, dun, things. Going C to G. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I hate that. <laughs> the f- one of the first, one of the <laughs> things on the um, the ragtime uh, Wikipedia page, which is a place I never thought I'd find myself in, ragtime was an influence on jazz. An influence on jazz, literally meaning jazz was influenced by ragtime. Exactly. So jazz <laughs> well done. Ragtime. <laughs> Proving my point. Yeah, but also pr- disproving your last point where everything is based off of jazz. But everything actually, is. Actually, no, because if you go back, everything is actually based off of ragtime. Not everything. <laughs> no, but that's. But 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 jazz is a more popular genre than ragtime is. You know, you know. Personally, I think we should leave this distasteful taste in your mouth, which is a very weird sentence, and finish the episode just so you are left with this burning uh, hatred. I will for this question by disproving your theory. Okay, Uh, I will say good luck with that.
<laughs> Good luck to thee, sir. I bid Good thee farewell. Yep. Thank you. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, uh, Scott Joplin, uh, for listening to this. Uh, if you don't know who Scott Joplin is, he's the most famous ragtime player. Uh, because uh, apparently all the other ragtime players were rubbish. Uh, ladies well, composers, at least. <laughs> apparently. Oh, I met a woman once that played ragtime on a wooden box. <laughs> <laughs> You might like to know she came into our school and tried, and tried to play several Scott Joplin songs on a wooden box. It didn't sound right at all. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought it did. But Let's hey, know. I play a bunch of piano songs on a table. So, you know. Yeah, but that, that makes sense because you're just doing it for you. But doing it in front of like 500 <laughs> school children and going, this is music. <laughs> That's not right. It's not right. You know what else is not right? Uh, us what? in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, boys and girls, once and for all, for listening to this, the 23rd episode, the debate, the debacle, the winning, the losing, the kissing, the loving, the touching, the feeling, the, the losing of the game, the winner takes it all, one and all, podcast 2020. Vote for um, Keir Starmer in the next election. Uh, this, is it. this has been us. Uh, it's a good night from me. And um, it's a good night from him. Good night from him, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, bye. And you know what? I, I think, think we got, got it. it. Yo, does that woman take bookings? <laughs> <laughs>